Open your Bibles to Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1. Hope you all had a wonderful Christmas. We did. And uh, you all are so kind to us with all of your cards and gifts. And it's just good to be back with you. It's good to see your faces here. And uh, I watched Wade online. And the thing that was so funny is Wade's waist comes to, to here. It was hilarious. All right. This is kind of a fearful time, isn't it, this Christmas? I, I don't know in my lifetime if I remember a more fearful time at Christmas. You have the election and the, just the total uncertainty about what's coming economically and politically. And anyone who tells you they know what's going on, I think that they would, we should probably call them a liar. What do you all think? It just, we don't have any idea what's coming. And then with this vaccine, what in the world is going to happen with that? And of course, it's come out this week that Dr. Fauci again has been caught lying and admitting that he's lying about so much of it. And it's, it's just a fearful time. We don't have any idea what's going to be happening with this disease. We don't have any idea what's going to be happening with the economy. We don't have any idea what's going to be happening politically. I have never, I've never in my life experienced this kind of uncertainty in the world. And yet we as Christians, the Bible tells us there's, there's a constant command to Christians. Fear not. Fear not. And there are four places in the Christmas story where God says, fear not. And I thought it would be a perfect time to look at some of these. So look with me at Luke chapter 1 and look with me at verse 13. But the angel said unto him, fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. So the first time that we hear this, the, this, this, in, these encouraging words, fear not, is to a discouraged old man. To a discouraged old man. He had gotten to a place in his life where he thought, there's no way that my life is supposed to be here at this point. He's at a high point in his life. He is he is of the course of Abiah, and so he's there as a priest in the temple, and it's his privilege to light the incense, and so while people are, are worshiping God, he's in the temple by himself. And it's supposed to be a high point in his life, and yet he is discouraged because he didn't have any son to be able to pass on a legacy to. And the angel comes to him and says, fear not. Zacharias desperately wanted a son, but he had lost hope. He was supposed to be praying for the people, but he himself did not have the faith that God requires of us. Now, how many of you know as a believer that you are not supposed to have fear? God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And Laura knows we can't ever hear that verse without our church in Oklahoma when I was an assistant pastor. We had this lady stand up who was really not quite all there. And we were having a testimony time and she said, put her hands on the pew in front of her, and she said, I thank God 
for a sound mind. And I'm thinking, man, God gave her something. I'm not sure if it was a sound mind. All of us know that we are supposed to be the ones who are sound-minded right now. And all I can say this, it doesn't matter who the president is, God's my king. It doesn't matter whether this, what this disease does in the country. It doesn't matter. I, I saw this, uh, this meme, and I'm sure you all have seen these memes. Um, this guy got uh, a COVID vaccine, and he's texting a friend, says that everything's fine, and he ends up speaking Russian <laughs> in this text. Man, we don't have any idea what's going to happen with any of this stuff. But I do know this, that we as believers, we're not supposed to be the ones full of fear. And it's interesting that God chose this time in Zechariah's life when it was beyond the time for that they would be able to have children. And God visited him and said, fear not, you're going to have a child. And what a child. What a child God gave them. Look at what it says in verse 16. Or look at verse 15. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. And he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost even from his mother's womb. And many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God. Wouldn't you love that to be your child's legacy? That your child is going to turn people to the Lord. Your child is going to turn people to the Lord. And he shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elias to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just and make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Man, in a time of fear, in a time of despair, the Bible describes this as a time of terrible darkness when Jesus Christ entered into the world. That's when God also brought John the Baptist. Because here's the thing. Do we need a Savior? Yes, but God's plan has always been for preachers to announce the Savior. And God has chosen preachers to preach the Word of God. And I'm glad we still do that here at Grace Baptist Church. And I'm thankful for the men that God has brought here to Grace Baptist Church who have a heart to communicate God's Word. Praise the Lord for that. We live in a time of fear. And this, there was a discouraged old man who was consumed with fear, especially when this angel shows up at the side of the altar of incense. He's thinking, what in the world is going on? The angel says, fear not. When we are discouraged, God says to us, fear not. Look at verse 24. And after those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived and hid herself five months, saying, thus hath the Lord dealt with me in the days wherein he looked on me to take away my approach, my reproach among men. What a great God we have. It seems like at the time, most, at the time of our greatest fear that God comes and encourages us. The second time that we see in this, in this account is we see a distinct young woman, a distinct young woman. Look at verse 30. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Mary was distinct because she was chosen to be the mother of the Messiah. Can you imagine? Here she is, and all of a sudden an angel flies over you. I think that I would need to hear the fear not. And the angel says to her, fear not. What a distinct young woman. But here's an interesting thing. Here at this time, in this place, during this political upheaval, during the societal upheaval with pending government shutdowns and all of those other things that we deal with, we are still to be a distinct people. 
See, Mary was a distinct young lady, but we are to be a distinct people. We are to be the people of God in this generation, and our mission has not changed. Our mission is to proclaim the good news of the risen Savior, Jesus Christ. That's the people that we are to be. We're not to be consumed with fear. Now, the good news about being sick for two weeks is I couldn't watch the news. Didn't have the energy. Man, I had a fever for 12 days. It was terrible. But the good news is I have no idea what's going on in the world. Man, I heard a bomb went off yesterday in Nashville. How about that? What crazy, crazy times. In this time, we are to be a distinct people. We are to be the people of God living as light, as light in this place. We're not the light of the world. That's Jerusalem. That's Israel. We're not a city on a hill. We have, no, we have here no continuing city. But the Bible says that God has given us his light in earthen vessels. So that the glory won't be of us, it'll be of him. We're to be a distinct people, not to be a people of fear. We're to be the people of God in this generation. We're distinct because we're the children of God and we have nothing to fear except God. We're distinct because we've been called out of this world and because we are distinct, God says to us, fear not. I love Isaiah 41.10. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. That's God's righteousness, not ours. Praise God. Not only does he say fear not to a discouraged old man and a distinct young woman, but how about a disappointed young man? Go to Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1, look at verse 19. Let's look at verse 18. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. When Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example was minded to put her away privately. Now, can you imagine how discouraged Joseph was? I mean, his plan was to spend his life with Mary. And now, all of a sudden, he would believe that she had been unfaithful to him. You know, this, this virgin birth thing had never happened before. And can you imagine? That's her story. Joseph, you don't understand. An angel came over me. Okay, Mary, give it a rest. Yeah, whatever. It's an angel. Can you imagine how discouraged Joseph was? He had a plan for his life. And not only did he have a plan for his life, can you imagine the mockery that he would have received in that little town of Nazareth, in that little community? Joseph was disappointed because he thought his bride-to-be was unfaithful. But what was God's message to him? Look at verse 20. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Often through our disappointments, we hear God say, fear not. Out of every disappointment, there's a treasure Satan whispers, all is lost. God says, fear not. 
Satan says your life will never be right. God says, fear not. Fear not. You know, Satan's a liar and a destroyer. He's the god of this world. He's the prince of this world. He's a, he has his way among men. The Bible says he has people and he's, keep, he's keeping them bound at his will, for his will. And he's blinded their eyes, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ should penetrate and they would have freedom. You see, when you are full of fear, when you are full of guilt, when you are full of anxiety, that does not come from God. Because God has given us peace. Peace with God. Therefore, we have peace with God. Praise God for that. And so he says to a disappointed young man, fear not. But then go back to Luke chapter 2. This might be my favorite one. Not only to a discouraged old man or distinct young woman and a disappointed young man, but now he speaks to dedicated servants. Look at chapter 2, Luke chapter 2, and look at verse 10. You know what? Why don't we go to, uh, why don't we start in verse 8? And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about, round about them, and they were sore afraid. I can never hear that except in Linus's voice. Sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Not only to the discouraged old man, a distinct young woman, and a disappointed young man, but now just to dedicated servants. These guys were just doing their job. They were just doing their job, and the Bible describes this time as a real time of darkness in the world and uncertainty. They're doing their job out in the middle of a field, and something special happened to them on the job. The angel appeared, and they were told to fear not. As we faithfully serve the Lord, a surprise occurs. We will hear the Lord saying, fear not. You know, it's interesting. When you're busy doing what God wants you to do, it's amazing how the cares of this world can fall away. Uh, I remember, how many of you remember those, uh, what were they called? These, the, you, you go to the store and they had these inspirational sayings on these pictures. You all know what I'm talking about. Remember that 20 years ago or whatever? And I'll never forget, there's a picture of uh, moguls, you know, like when you ski, moguls. And it said, uh, obstacles are those things that you see when you take your eyes off the goal. Obstacles are those things that you see when you take your eyes off of the goal. You know, the Bible, for, for us, we as believers, our goal is nothing here on this earth. This world's not my home, I'm just a passing through. There, there, there's nothing here that is to be my goal. My goal is to be Christ, and only Christ in his righteousness, and seeing his glory when he comes and sits on his throne in Jerusalem. That is our goal. That's our desire. And as we serve God day by day, 
whether it's at the factory or whether it's at the school, whether it's at the firehouse, whether it's at the police station, whether it, 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 whatever your job is at the office, at the school right now as students, whatever your job is, remember that is not the goal. The goal is bringing glory to God. And God comes into this dark world while we're just doing our mundane things and he points to the Savior. Can you imagine these guys had the chance to go and see Jesus Christ wrapped in swaddling clothes? As we faithfully serve the Lord, a surprise occurs and we hear the Lord saying, fear not. You all know that I love Alexander McLaren, the old preacher from the 1800s. He wrote this, only he who can say the Lord is the strength of my life can say, of whom shall I be afraid? Amen? Is the Lord the strength of your life this morning? Do you know Jesus Christ as your Savior? Have you placed your faith and trust in Him alone for your eternal life? If you're trusting your good works, it's not going to do it. You're not going to make it. But if you trust Jesus Christ's sacrifice, that will be enough. Fear imprisons, faith liberates. Fear paralyzes, faith empowers. Fear disheartens, faith encourages. Fear sickens, faith heals. Fear makes useless, faith makes serviceable. And most of all, fear puts hopelessness in the heart of life while faith rejoices in its God. You know, I can't imagine living a life without hope. I I have no idea what that would be like. But I know this, that we have a Savior. We have a King. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. And He is returning. And when we celebrate Christ's birth at Christmas... We're not worshiping a baby. We're worshiping God come in the flesh. That's the one who came, and that's the one who says, fear not. Amen? Let's all stand together. Lord, we love you. Thank you so much for the opportunity to come and gather around your word. Lord, thank you for the opportunity to preach your word and the strength to do it.